Hey y'all, you're listening to The Pink Elephant Show with Shanice Montgomery and Dominique Brown. Two boss babes who took their God-given gifts and created a platform to have honest conversations about love, life, and business. Each week, Shanice and Dominique, your favorite wedding experts, take a deep dive discussing different topics to help you achieve those relationship goals you've always dreamed of. If you are dating, engaged, married, or even single, then sis, have a seat at our table because this show is for you. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of the Pink Elephant Show. I'm Dominique. And I am Shanice, and we are your hosts for your favorite podcast. And if this is your first time tuning in, it will be soon. (laughs) Yes, y'all, it has been a great, great month. Like, I can't even believe, like, half the month is already over. Like, y'all, we have officially launched. This is like, you know, we're heading right into the Pink Rose segment, and this just is like our celebratory little phases that we just want to chat with you with like it versus just hopping right into the episodes we just want to take the time to discuss different things happening in our business which is the pink elephant show or happening in our lives that are things that we want to share about so it just helps y'all connect with us on more of a personal level so y'all it has been Man, we've had so much great feedback over the past two weeks of like everyone just saying like how much they love the ep- the yeah. episodes, the show, and you know it's just so it's been such a dream come true to like see it all come together. Yes, it's so rewarding every time someone reshares an episode or they mm-hmm. share a DM or send us a text message, or even like, it's so random. People, I just talked, I was in a wedding this past weekend. I was on one of my best friend's weddings. And I got so many people who just said, hey, congrats on the podcast, or hey, I tuned in and I loved it. And it was just like, for some reason, every time someone would say something, I was so shocked. Like, I would be like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) So it really does mean a lot. (laughs) Because sometimes I think it's hard to see the bigger picture. Like, Mm -hmm. like, man, we aren't just talking to each other. We're talking to hundreds and hundreds of people. And it's been, you know, it's been great to just see all of the feedback and love and everything. Yes. So thank y'all so much. And hopefully y'all continue to ride with us on this Mm -hmm. journey. If you have a friend that you think, oh my gosh, you need to hear this. Well, sis, share the Pink Elephant Show with her. Don't don't hold out. Share it. (laughs) We have so much in store over the next few months, Mm -hmm. as well as the next years to come. And we just, you know, love that y'all are on the ride with us. Yes. So Dominique, I think you were going to share like the latest victory and milestone that the show has made that we're yes, so excited we hit about. Over 500 downloads in the past two weeks. It's been like surreal. Like we <laughs> had some listens in like three or four different countries and it's wow. been like mind blowing. Like, oh my gosh. Like, look at this. This is like, what? So thank y'all so much we really appreciate Mm y'all thank y'all okay so let's get into this episode first of all I just gotta say time out so you guys I live in Mississippi and Dominique lives in Texas and so when we record we record via zoom so we can see each other 
And y'all, <laughs> Sally is just doing all kinds of things. Hurricane Sally is currently mm-hmm. out there. So I hope everybody is safe. But anyway, yes. we don't have internet at the home. It's real raggedy right now. So I had to come to my husband's office. And I am sitting in this office with a blanket <laughs> over my head in the computer. It looks so ratchet, y'all. But this is all because we love y'all. And we yes. want the best for y'all. We want good sound quality. So, yeah. Just know that I'm hovering underneath a blanket. <laughs> Man, and I just hate It seems like there's been so many hurricanes over the past month. Girl, it's scary. They're about yeah. to go into, like, the alphabet, like, whatever, the Greek alphabet, because they've ran out of names. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. They've already named. They, I think they go through like V and they stop. And now if another one comes after V, it will be alpha. There, mm-hmm. There's that many like, because this is where it is. Yeah, where it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That's scary, y'all. y'all. Get your y'all life together stay, right now. <laughs> stay safe out there and just, yes. you know, if you need to evacuate, don't wait. Oof. I know. It's kind of unreal 2020 is unreal but yeah, here we it's are. just been like a whirlwind of like what you know it's just like almost <laughs> like it's like you're not even surprised anymore it's like oh dang oh dang at each month point, yeah at this point <laughs> i'm like man 2021 it needs to be a victory lap <laughs> everybody yes this, this has been yeah quite the year something. quite the year okay but yeah, so for today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to navigate life in a brand new city. And we have both had our experiences with just moving and just not knowing a soul. And I just think that so there are a lot of people that are, you know, that are moving or finding navigating to new cities and you know, currently praying about like where they should move to. And I think this is a great episode just to share our experiences and give advice where we can. And I just think this would be a good episode to tune into. Yes. So I love how Dominique and I were able to speak from two perspectives on this topic. Mm -hmm. So today I'll be speaking from the perspective of moving to a new city as a single person. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'll be speaking from the experience that I lived through. I was dating Chance, but we weren't married. So I actually relocated to a new city by myself. So I'll be kind of speaking from that perspective. And then Dominique, she's going to speak from the perspective of moving to a new city with a spouse. Um, Because you and Renya, y'all moved to Austin where you currently are right now as a married couple, like right when y'all got married. So that's... So I'm excited to share that. And then I'll be speaking from when I moved to New Orleans right after college. So yeah. Dominique, I'll let you, or how should, should I go first or should you? It don't matter. Either, either way, I can okay. go first. Um, yeah. So, okay. So let's. Set the scene, sis. Yeah, let's <laughs> go back to 2017. It seems like that was so long ago. It's just like almost scary how fast. Time has moved by. So mm-hmm. I graduated December 2017 and moved to Abilene, Texas, 2018, January. So throughout that whole year, you know, Ray was still in the Air Force at that time. And we, you know, like he had a six year enlistment. And so we had been long distance 
from 2013 all the way up into I moved to Abilene in 2018. So we've had five years of dating in different cities. And, you know, I was like, it's just time. Like, it, <laughs> I graduated. I was like, you know, like, we just got engaged. I just want to plan together in the same city. Even mm-hmm. though we were planning in Texas for a wedding in Arkansas, you know, we I just still wanted to have the aspect of enjoying our engagement together, like versus being in two different cities and having to meet up. And it just was getting like, I'm tired of this, you know, and I just, you know, wasn't held down to go anywhere in particular. So I said, you know, what, I'm just going to move to Texas. So then all throughout that year, you know, we were in Abilene and Renee's enlistment finished December of 2018. So we, you know, we just got married in September of that year and we, whenever we went to Arkansas to get married, we came back to Abilene and we were like, we have X amount of months until you're out of the military. Like he finished his enlistment mm-hmm. and he said he wasn't, we just wanted to, we wanted to start our business. So we just said, we want to do this together fresh because we were going to launch our business that year of 2018, but we just had so much going on, you know, preparing for a wedding is like. I think that's one thing that people underestimate before they get engaged is like, oh, I mean, that's nothing. Just pick out this, pick out that. It's no big deal. But when you're in it, it's like, whoa. Yes, <laughs> you it's a different so, You have to have so many, like, details, like, planned. I was like, we just can't launch our business together this year. We just, let's wait till we're married. Wait till we, you know, figure out where we're going to be and then just launch next year. So 2019. Mm-hmm. And so like around September, October, we were like, okay, so. All right, you get out in December. We're not tired to be anywhere in particular. Let's start praying now to see where we need to be. Right. Hold and, on, pause. You said, <laughs> what did y'all do? Say that again. We had to start praying because we just didn't want to just be anywhere that God didn't want us to be, you know. And I just mm-hmm. think it's so important to go to God first because he knows into the future. And it's just like, why not go to someone that will have your plan laid out to, in a way that it needs to be? Because I mean, we're not going to go move to Hawaii. You know, we don't even have, we don't even need to be there, you know? Mm-hmm. So we just had to take away our physical wants, like where we wanted to live mm-hmm. and just give it over to God. Because all throughout of like us dating, like we've always said, like, from, you know, we all like, we're both like future thinkers, like, oh, like oh, this is what our life is going to be like. Like, we're going to live here. Like, this amount of kids we're going to have. Like, we've always talked about, like, the future, like, even when we were dating. Mm -hmm. And, like, throughout our dating, we were like, okay, whenever, however old, like, you know, in our 20s and stuff, we're going to be living in Dallas. We're going to live in Fort Worth. Like, we had it all planned out. Like, Like, even in 2018, we said, we're going to probably be in Dallas. So we just, were, we, you know, kind of looking around places. But I remember we were going home. So we, our original wedding date was October 6, 2018. And we pushed it up to September 2nd because, you know, it was Labor Day weekend. You know, that meant, you know, we were able to save a little bit more money having a wedding on a Sunday. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, we said, hey, everybody's off on Monday. Might as well have it on Sunday, right? So we had mm-hmm. already been praying, like, okay, God, where do you want us to be? You know, I was already thinking, like, maybe it's going to be Dallas. So I was, like, kind of fishing around, looking at apartments, like, you know, this, that, and the third. And I remember we were going home. We were, we had our, again, we've been praying about it. We were going home on the day we were supposed to get married. We were going back home to Arkansas on October 6th. And we were talking about it and stuff. And I remember, like, it just dropped in my spirit, Austin. I said, hey, what about Austin? And mind you, I'd never even been to Austin before. Like, again, like, I've never lived anywhere else except for Arkansas. Like, Austin just dropped in both of our spirits. And I, like, I told y'all last episode, I feel like God talked to me when we were on the road, you know, and Mm -hmm. it just, you know, just kind of dropped in our spirit of Austin. And he was like, oh my gosh, that's the same city that, you know, they, God kind of spoke to me too about, and I was going to talk to you about that. That's crazy. And I said, oh, this is the move then. We got to move to Austin. So this is October. So we had two more months to get, you know, things planned out of like us moving and all that stuff and I was like thank god we moved up the wedding you know (laughs) because I was like well I mean of course he would have already told us that but I was like on the October 6th we would have been at a wedding we wouldn't have been thinking about where we're going to be you know we Mm -hmm. wouldn't have we wouldn't have had like quiet time to like really reflect you know like where we need to be and so we said you know and one thing is it was like one of the scariest decisions because we didn't know anyone. We've never lived there before. And again, we didn't know a single soul in Austin, you know, Mm. and like, it was so scary, but we had to take the leap because that's something that God wanted us to do. And it's Mm. been, even though it was scary, not having family, friends or anything, anyone we knew it's been the best decision we've made. You know, mm-hmm. because it has being in a new city has allowed us to truly lean on each other and just really like focus in on our marriage. Because whenever we got married, moved in January of 2019 to Austin, we were newlyweds, you know, and mm-hmm. we just really had that time to just really focus on each other. And we were out of our comfort zones together and again it's been one of the best decisions we made and I think that anyone else like moving to a new city and you know God has put someone some a city on your heart that you're like I don't think I can make it you will you know Mm -hmm. you will make it because if God put it on your heart you need to be there it's some connections there that needs to be made like it's been the best decision for our business for our friendships for our relationships because you know us moving here like us moving to Austin like Ronye wouldn't have even met his next business partner you get what I'm Mm -hmm. saying like Mm -hmm. it's just those tiny things that you don't think about like oh you know like what if we didn't pull the trigger of like moving here like we was oh you know what we're just gonna stay in Abilene since we know people here or we're just gonna move to Dallas because we got family there you can end up missing out on opportunities that God had planned for you you know and again it's one of the best decisions that he's made because you know he's has a great business partner that they get to do thing you know business with and life with and Mm -hmm. I just think that it's important to just really listen and really pray on where you need to be because 
it can, I mean, I just feel like it's just one of the biggest decisions that you can make as far as like a move. And, right. and if you know you need to be there, it's going to feel good. You're going to feel at peace. You're going to feel like joyous about it. Like if we were saying like, oh, we're going to move to New York. I'm telling you, we, probably, we would probably be so frantic and like, you know, <laughs> just like it's not going to be the right emotions if it's not mm-hmm. where you need to be, you know? Yep. So, I mean, that's kind of like our story of like how we moved to Austin. I just think that one, we just... I mean, I'm probably saying it over and over again, but we just really prayed about it. And mm-hmm. again, we had to let go of our feelings of being anxious and scared. And we had to give it away to God because I know he knows the plans he has for us. And right. we just didn't want to mess that up by letting our feelings take control of the situations because I'm naturally, I can be more anxious. Like I'm you know, have a little bit of anxiety sometimes and you have to give that away, you know, and Mm -hmm. because your feelings can mess, like feelings are great. We have to have feelings, but if you let your feelings take control of you, it can make you make wrong decisions, if that makes sense. Yeah. You can make decisions being scared, you know, Mm -hmm. and just think that in order to grow, we have to step outside of our comfort zones, you know, like yep. when you think about trees, when you think about plant, you know, like anything that grows is going to be, you know, it's going to be uncomfortable. Like when you're pregnant, so it's going to be uncomfortable, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, it's just important to just really not give away. Like I agree. Growth, growing pains when you're growing, you have growing pains. That's just mm-hmm. a part of it. And I also want to speak as an outsider looking in with your photography business that you and your mm-hmm. husband have that flourished. Yeah. And I know that correlates with the location. Yes. Because that's where y'all needed to be. And I think that our business wouldn't have been as blessed if we would have moved somewhere we didn't need to be. You know, and Mm -hmm. it's just been like, we've met so many people miraculously and people have found us. Like, we're like, how did these people find us? You know, and it's just like, Mm -hmm. we are right where we need to be. And I just think that once you just submit and just cast all your cares away, like everything else will, everything has to line out. Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. there's going to be bumps in the road. There's going to be frustration and all that stuff, but you're going to get to where you need to be. That's good. That's real good. I love that. I love that y'all were obedient and y'all followed and listened to the voice of God and he led y'all. He don't he never leads us in the wrong direction. And mm-hmm. we just have to trust that. We gotta look at his track record. Right. I mean, he's winning. Mm-hmm. Been winning. We'll always win. It's the winning team. Come on. Right. So I love that. And on the flip side of that, my journey started my senior year of college. And so it was winding down. This was like May, 2015. And I am from a very small town. And my whole goal was, I love, you know, that I'm from a small town. I love my parents, but my prayer was, God, I do not want to move back home. (laughs) I don't want to move back home. I really want to I just want to go. I never really, I never lived outside of the state of Mississippi. So I really wanted to like move to a big city. I always had a desire to live in a bigger city. And I remember 
in my school. I love my school, but it's kind of hard with the career fairs and everything. It's kind of hard to find a job when it comes to like fashion or just like, uh, I don't know, like a big corporate America job. And that's kind of what I wanted. Either I wanted to do like corporate business or I wanted to work for like some huge fashion company or something like that. And the, the companies that were at our career fair, they were everything but that. Mm. <laughs> I mean, everything but that. And I don't want to throw shade to any companies, but they weren't what I thought I needed Stay to be it. doing. Mm. Yeah. And just to set the tone for y'all, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I was thinking. It was crazy. But like in my mind, and this is not bad, but in my mind, my first car out of college was going to be a g-wagon so that's just kind of what was i just knew you know my first job i don't know what i thought a college degree was gonna get me in this climate but i learned quick i quickly learned how people feel about a bachelor's degree of america they don't think much of it yeah yeah a lot to learn but just know my dreams were big So I was like, um, thankfully, I had enough sense even during my senior year of college that I do not want to be out of the will of God. And so mm-hmm. I was in prayer and I was like, God, this is scary. All I've known is to be in school. Because if you right. think about it from high school all the way to college, I didn't stop. I went straight through. So mm-hmm. all I knew was that kind of lifestyle, like school, you know, life outside of school. And so now life as I knew it was kind of like coming to an end and I'm about to go in the real world. As people say, I got to get a nine to five, all these things. I'm going to be living on my own, not in a dorm, not in a sorority house. So God help me because I'm really scared right now. (laughs) And and I didn't want to move back home because I just wanted to keep, you know, pressing forward. Mm -hmm. And so I was applying, looking for jobs I remember applying for CentOS. And if you know about that, it's kind of like a factory suit job. They do like, if you work at a hotel, they do those uniforms, police uniforms, just any job where you would need a uniform, they do that. And they also do like, they started doing stuff like bathroom maintenance, just things you don't think about, like air freshener coming in and just things like that, but for corporate businesses. So that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And so I, I remember one of my professors, he was saying, hey, this this company, they're looking for to hire some people. So y'all, you know, here's the application. Go ahead and apply. So I applied for that. I remember going to the career fair on campus and there was literally nobody there I wanted to talk to. And one of my friends encouraged me to stop at a booth of a hotel. And it was like, hey, you need to go talk to this hotel. Their HR guy, he's really, really He's really nice. And I was like, okay, what? And, you know, I may check it out. So I'm walking around and I start talking to him. He asked me, why do you want to work for the, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just being nice, y'all. I'm just walking around a career fair. I'm just like, hey, how are you? And he asked me my name. And then he asked me, so why do you want to work for the New Orleans Marriott? And I'm just like. Oh, snap. Here we go. So here here I go. On the, spot. <laughs> on the spot. And I just pop off just saying like, oh, you know, I just, girl, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just talking. <laughs> I 
Yes, I'm talking this big game. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about, oh, you know, every time I stay at the hotel, it's so nice. I ain't never been to this hotel in my life. Lord, forgive me. <laughs> so the man, he asked for a resume, and I gave him my resume, and I walked away, and I was just like, ooh, I was cringing walking away. I was just like, ooh, you know, and I was like, man, I'm leaving. I'm I, I'm just leaving. And so I leave okay. the career fair, not really making any contact besides that. And so I put my name in a hat for the Sentai. I put my name, well, I talked to that person. And then I looked online in the job that I found and that I felt like I was qualified for and would have been the perfect job for me was working for L'Oreal Cosmetics. And it was some, some looked like a dream fairy tale job in my head. Mm-hmm. And for half of the year, I would live in Florida. And the other half, I would live in a studio in New York. And so I was like, oh, this is perfect. I'll live on the beach and do some work. And then I'll live in New York. That'd be amazing. And so that was the job that I really had my eye on. And I was like praying, God, please let them call me back. Cause that's where I want to go. It, it, it like hit all the marks for me. Mm-hmm. And so Chance and I, we were still dating, but I told him, I was like, baby, I ain't got no ring on my finger. So there's still a <laughs> lot to live. So <laughs> And I encourage you that like I know people long distance relationships. It's tough. It is. Mm -hmm. We had some years in the game because I lived in the same. I went to school in the city that he lived in, but Mm -hmm. I still didn't want to. And I knew I wanted to marry him. I, I did. I knew that. But I also knew like. I wanted to move away, like wherever. Well, not that. Not that I wanted to move away. That was one of my desires. But my next one was. Wherever God tell me to go, <laughs> I'm gone yeah. because at the end of the day, like I'm still like we're not married right now. So I can go wherever God tells me to go. And I was willing to do that, even if it meant that I wasn't going to be with him. And Every so day, that was yeah. kind of a hard pill to swallow. But it was something I was still willing to do. And that was like I loved him. A relationship was great. But that was just something I, you know, I was telling God, like, look, have your way. I'm serious. <laughs> and he did so the clock was ticking down and I was, oh, and there was another company. I'm sorry. Frito-Lay, y'all. Frito-Lay. And so they paid very well. I think the best out of everybody. So at first I was like, yeah, that's what I want. Because Dominique, me and you, you and I, sorry, y'all, my grandma, I'm from South Mississippi. <laughs> we talked about like looking at numbers. And so Frito-Lay, there was nothing about that job that was appeasing to me. Besides yeah. the fact that it made great money, yeah. a great fat check. And so that was all I was seeing was dollar signs. So mm-hmm. that was like on, you know, one of my like, yeah, please contact me. Right. So with Frito-Lay, I made it to the final round. I went to the headquarters and everything, did in-person interviews and <laughs> got a phone call like right afterwards when I made it back home. And they were like, um, yeah, you don't fit the culture. And what? I mean, I did ride along. Y'all know them, the Frito trucks, like the chip trucks. I woke up at the crack of dawn, rode around with this old little man. He was Don't sweet. fit the culture. What that mean? Yeah. I don't know. But honestly, it's okay. Because apparently, it I didn't fit the culture. It wasn't meant to be. I was sad for like five minutes, maybe. And then I yeah. was like, you know what? It's all good. So that one was gone. But I at one point... Because I went all the way to Birmingham to do interviews. I was like, yeah, they want me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't want me. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's okay. But um, so I still had CentOS left. I had the L'Oreal still waiting. I never heard anything. I put in an application online, never heard anything. Mm. So I'm checking my email. I get an email saying, hey, we loved talking to you the other day at the career fair, and we look forward to your interview at this such such time on this such such date. And I was like, wait a minute. First of all, I didn't apply to <laughs> I didn't apply to work for y'all. I just yeah, spoke to y'all. Spoke. So I was kind of like turned off by I was like, no, nah, I'm good. They didn't even ask I, you what they done told you a time. <laughs> like everything, and I'm like, they bold. And I was like, I'm good, I ain't going to that. And then I heard God, he just, he told me like it is. He was like, you ain't got no job. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got no job offer. So what you mean? You not going. And I'm just like, but I don't have a desire. You know, I'm good. I still got yeah. L'Oreal. I still got to do a CentOS interview. And so, but, you know, at the end of the day, I still had zero offers. So mm-hmm. I was like, you know what, God, you're right. I need to go to that interview because I don't have a job offer and I know I, I want a job. And so I did a phone interview with CentOS. I made it to the final round and never still haven't heard from L'Oreal. And then I had my on campus interview with the New Orleans Marriott. And so I did the on-campus interview. It went well. They basically were trying to offer me a job by the end of the interview. Mm-hmm. And, and first of all, I didn't want this job. I was being nice by being there and oh, yeah. trying to be obedient because God said I need to go because I didn't have a job. And so I'm like, it would be the job I don't want. And they're trying right. to hire me. And then I was like, so if I work for y'all, I would have to relocate. So that means money. And then two the job that they were offering me did not, it didn't even need, I didn't even need my degree for it. First of all, my degree is not in hospitality. It's in business administration, entrepreneurship. The job offer was for a guest service representative. So it's just for a front desk person, someone to check you in the hotel. Really? The job did not require a college degree. So I was going to be making a little over minimum wage in a city where the cost of living is is more, way more than it is in Hattiesburg. And I was like, man, this ain't, mm -mm. thank y'all, but no thank you. And so I left and I was like, yeah, that's dead. I'm not doing that. And this is random too. So, and this is God. I know it is. So randomly, the College of Business had a field trip like who does field trips in college but there was a field <laughs> trip and they were like hey if y'all want to do this you know you can pay this amount of money we're going to take a charter bus to new orleans and we're going to tour some hotels and some of my friends talked me into doing it hey come on this trip i think it'll be fun and i was like you know what, what, what the the i'll do it yeah it was crazy so i went and one of the hotels we toured ended up being the same hotel where I spoke to the HR person. Mm-hmm. And so I spoke to them, you know, walked around the facility, talked to some more managers there. They seemed to like me and I was filling them out. And I was like, this is, you know, it's pretty nice in this hotel. This is a nice hotel. And so after all that, I didn't really hear anything. And so I had my final interview with CentOS, and this one was an in-person interview. It would have meant me relocating to a new city, and so this one was in Mobile. That's where mm. I would How have been. How far away is it? Mobile is about an hour and a half from Hattiesburg, not far at all, about two hours from my hometown. So I went to the in-person interview, and 
it was the staff was friendly. It was Centos and they were friendly, but um something was just off. Mm-hmm. I couldn't put my finger on it. But it was like everything is right. They took me out to lunch and you know, every department I spoke to, it was really friendly and sometimes weird. And it was just like, mm, I don't know. But it's like, I just, you know it's not right. Yeah, it was just something not right. And so my final interview, the guy, he was like the general manager of the location. And he was just saying like, you know, sometimes you got to get down and dirty. There's times where there's maggots on towels because oh. they clean. Like restaurant stuff and everything, and I was like, "Ooh, down and dirty maggots," you know, like. Mm-mm. And so, um, so to pause on that final interview because I had did three interviews with people, three or four with people who work on site, and before that final interview, and before that, I had been praying, of course, and talking to God about like finding a job and just. God, show me. I need to know where you want me to go and make it clear because I need to know. That was my prayer. Make it clear, God. I need to know. And so I'm a dreamer and God, he reveals things to me in my dreams. And I remember one night prior to like in the midst of all this, me applying and waiting on phone calls, interviewing, I had a dream. And in that dream, I saw a number and it was 555. And so when I woke up from that dream, he was like, hey, jot that down in your phone. Because sometimes I jot in my phone in a notepad or I made journals, you know, a dream that I saw. And so that was it, though. Just write that number down. Five, five, five. So I did. And so before my final interview at CentOS, he said, after this interview, I want you to check that number you wrote in your, your phone. And so I did the final interview and the man, like I said, he was talking about the maggots and stuff and it was just turning me (laughs) off. And he was basically how he kind of, he ended that was like, if I wanted that job, the opportunity was there. But I had to say like, yes, I want that job. And I didn't have that assurance. And it was just like, you know, I just kind of let the interview fizzle out like normally, like Mm -hmm. not fizzle out like normally, but fizzle out. And I didn't really make that. I would love to work here. You know, I didn't stamp it with my approval. I just kind of let it fizzle out. Like, oh, okay. Basically how it ended. And so when I left and got in my car, I looked at that number that I wrote down in my phone, y'all. And this is crazy. And the number, like I said, was 555. And the reason why that number is so like, what? It is the address to the hotel in New Orleans. Yes. I worked at Canal Street. You can go there right now. And it's the New Orleans Marriott. And that is what God revealed to me. And so I busted out. Yeah, I, I was undone. I just busted out crying. I was like, God. That's I amazing. hear you. Like, so when in your dream, you just seen the number, like what were you doing anything in particular and seeing like those numbers or you just seen it like black and white five, five, yeah, five. It was just like black and white five, five, five. That's what I remember waking up like five, five, five. That was in my head when I woke up and God was like, write that down. And I was like, all right. Like, I didn't think anything of it. I was like, all right, okay, let me write this down in my phone. Five, five, five. And so, I just went about my life. So mm-hmm. hold on. <laughs> so, so you was in your car you looked at the phone and you, did you say that God told you to go look at the address or like did you just so happen to go look at it or how did that happen like where you put made that connection when I made that connection because I didn't realize that mm-hmm. but before I made that connection I had went 
Well, I don't think I knew. Yeah, I didn't know. I was like five, five, five. But I did. I Googled the address to where I went, the oh, hotel. Oh, gotcha. You I Googled it, okay. the address and I saw five, five, five Canal Street. I came what? undone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So the job that did not make the the least, the, the job that did not make the most sense, the job that I did not want, the job that I was overqualified for, mm-hmm job that I didn't have go to school for that was where God was leading me and so I really took a leap of faith by saying okay I'm going to go here Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go I'm gonna move to a new city that I don't know anybody in I'm gonna work at a job that I don't have a really a desire to work at but this is where you're telling me to go so I'm gonna go Mm -hmm. and so I found a roommate one of my friends that I go to school that I went to USM with, her name is Shanice too. So, hey, Shanice. That's so weird. It was so confusing when we were doing our contract because Shanice and Shanice. But anyway, she spells her name with an A and I spell mine with an O. So we were roommates and um, she worked at a hotel as well. And I worked, you know, but we worked at two different hotels. She worked at one and I worked at another one. And so it worked out. We found an apartment in a, in a, about two weeks of searching like we went down there and we signed the lease together it was just like easy mm-hmm. like everything was easy like finding a roommate finding an apartment the job you know it was easy and I, I just feel like that was another sign of God like mm-hmm. a lot of times when things just flow and it's like doors are just continuing to open for you I think that's a clear sign that God is with you in that decision right. and I feel like when there's a lot of like roadblocks and a lot of stumbles and a lot of seems like yeah complication like dang I can't every time I make two steps I take three steps back mm-hmm. okay you need to check the situation like God is this what I want or is this what you want for me me. Right. And I think that's a hard thing to pray, you know, but if you find yourself just like not, you feel like, dang, why is this so hard? Mm-hmm. I think that's when you really need to ask like, God, are you in this or am I here by myself? And so that's one sign how I know when I'm in the will of God and when I'm moving and, you know, where he wants me to go. So and true. so we stayed together for about six months. And in that time span I was working the job and the people were cool and you know my staff was cool but y'all it got hard because I was working a hotel was like a hospital it doesn't stop and the hotel I worked at was over 1300 rooms and so they compared it to a baby airport because when we would have check-ins we may have 500 people checking in 300 people checking out so we would have a rush of people yeah it was insane and then you know and the Marriott, they pride themselves on customer service. So you have to be on, like, you got to be, Hey, how are you? Mm-hmm. Welcome to the- you know, you got to be like on for everybody. And it's amazing. But people from all over the world travel to New Orleans because it is that type of city. And there's no other place like New Orleans in the United States. It's just, mm-hmm. that's New Orleans. So it's so unique. So I grew up real fast, saw stuff I'd never seen before. And I just remember just becoming so unhappy because my shift was like 2.30 in the evening to 11.30 at night. So basically from the afternoon to midnight, my whole day, the only thing you could do when you get off work is go to a bar. And I mean, I'm in a new city. I wasn't trying to like, 
you know, just being a bar every night. I'm right trying to be a light, you know, mm-hmm. even though I'm in this new city. So I would go out and I would order a root beer or something like that. But then they would catch on and be like, girl, that ain't real. That's a root beer. And I'm like, I'm not- <laughs> <laughs> I gotta drive though, because I work downtown, but I live like 30 minutes out. Yeah. And so, yeah, so that was a whole thing. And I just, I didn't have time to go home. My schedule was like Mm -hmm. not a set schedule. It was someone like making random schedules. So I may be off Monday, Tuesday, one week, Wednesday, Thursday, one week. And, you know, just, just, and I didn't didn't let you change your schedule. Like you couldn't change Mm -hmm. it to a morning shift or. No, I tried. The morning shifts were like people had been there. They were seniored. And the evening shift was also like the people who were graveyard, they were been there for years and they wanted to be graveyard shift. And so I was stuck with basically the booty hole shift. (laughs) (laughs) It was like if you were new, they put you on this crappy shift because it was in the smack of the day. So I developed like a bad kind of like lifestyle because I would work and then when I get off work I would be hungry so I would eat Mm. middle of the night and then I would get on Netflix binge watch shows till about one two in the morning and then I would sleep in till about right before just enough time for me to get dressed and go to work and that was literally like my life pattern like go to work eat late stay up late binge watch Netflix you know I just kept doing that over and over and then sleep in, wake up just enough time to get dressed for work, do it all over again. How and long so, were you there? I was there for about four months. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, God, this why, why am I here? Like, why did you bring me to this new city? Like, I am depressed. I, didn't, I don't like it here. I hate it here. Why am I here? Yeah. And so I started getting on LinkedIn, looking around, and just making sure my LinkedIn was updated. So, yeah, FYI. Like if that's something you're not doing, that's a great tip to keep your LinkedIn account looking fresh and clean and updated because you never know who's looking at it. Mm -hmm. So in the midst of me asking God, like, why did you bring me here? I got a DM from a district manager for Michael Kors. And it was like, hey, my name is, you know, such and such. And I saw your resume I see where you live in in the New Orleans area we have a job opportunity where you'll get wow. clothing allotment you'll get an iPad you'll get benefits you'll get all these things it signed it sounded like a scam and yeah. I was like that's a scam and I just feel like yeah. sometimes you gotta check yourself like is that a scam or is that the enemy telling you that it's a scam like right. and so I was like that's uh-uh nope you're not gonna get me and then God was like just message them back you don't know just message mm-hmm. them back and see how it goes so I end up messaging her back and um, she was a real person it wasn't a scam we set up a phone interview we did a in-person interview and I went and it ended up being like an ideal job for me I wanted to work in fashion it was for Michael Kors it was a management position it paid great it came with free clothes and so That's I was amazing. like Oh, yeah, I want to do this. And so I end up getting the job. And that was a blessing in itself because the job I currently had, they started cutting hours. Mm-hmm. And so I had relocated and for a full-time job. And now you want to cut hours. And it's just like, but my bills are still the same. I can't afford I can't afford for you to cut my hours. And it was sad. It was people who had worked there for years and they were like crying and all this thing. It was like a big 
we had a big meeting about it. And so it was just like, okay, well, this is good. Like my time here is coming to an end and God was showing me this path. But I said all that to say this, like, yes, I went through a season of like three, four months working for a job where it really wasn't my desired job, but that job put me in the position to get the job that God had intended for me. If I hadn't moved to that job and been in the area, she would have never reached out to me. Mm-hmm. And we have to realize, like, even like some of the times, like when God calls us to things and we're like, oh, like how you were saying, like, I'm depressed. Like, this is not for me. Like, mm-hmm. we have to realize those situations are stepping stones. You know, like mm-hmm. you said, like it sets you up for the next thing that he has for you. Like mm-hmm. you said, like if you weren't in New Orleans, you wouldn't have even gotten that job at Michael mm-hmm. Kors. And it's, nope. it goes back to your original thing that you wanted to do, was, which was fashion. Yeah, which is crazy. And so that and when I took the time to kind of like sit in that and look back on where I started and the journey that God took me through, it was just like one dang God really he's real one. He's real. (laughs) And if you haven't had that encounter with him where he just blows you away, I really do pray that you're able to encounter that because that is a faith booster like no other. And so one, I was able to really see him move in my life. You always hear other people's story, but when you see him move in your life, that's something different. And then like just seeing him care so much for little old me, like I'm Mm -hmm. nobody, but yet you took the time to guide me here to show me these things and to bring me and give me something that was a true desire of my heart. I wanted to, you know, work in a fashion environment. I wanted to work for a luxury brand. I wanted to get that experience and he was able to do that for me and, so, yeah, that was a long story. So if you're still listening, thank you. But that's my journey. So just like Dominique, it's the same thing, guys. It's The tip is the same, like prayer, prayer mm-hmm. and praying. And with that, I also encourage you to fast. Right. And if you're not sure, like, what is a fast? Like, basically, it's just showing a deeper level of commitment like God I am so serious about this prayer that I have for you that I'm willing to give up something that I love, mm-hmm. whatever that may be. To me, it's food. So right. sweet breads, fried food, food, period, is something I love. So, God, I'm willing to not satisfy my fleshly desire just so I can get in a posture spiritually where I can hear even clearly from you. So it just kind of shows your level of commitment. And I'll link a sermon that really helped me with how to go about a fast. If you're not really familiar with that subject or you've never done it before. But Dr. Miles Monroe, he has a really powerful sermon on what a fast is and how to fast and the mindset of fasting and what that looks like when you're a believer. So I'll make sure to link that so you'll have that to reference as well. I want to ask you something. like, how did you know that it was time to leave New Orleans? Ooh, ooh, that's a whole, that's another episode because I got a, oh, it's a good one, but I have another testimony on when it was time to leave. So yeah, we'll definitely have to pick that up in another show, but that's a great question, but it's going to take about 30 minutes for me to go down that road. (laughs) Yeah. And I just think that, you know, even if he calls us to someplace new, like it could be just for a season too. not, you know, like you can get so tunnel vision, like mm-hmm. oh, I'm in New Orleans. This is where I'm going to be. This is where I'm going to retire, you know, and that you can lose that. You can lose that voice again, like 
that you show yeah. them out basically and be like, oh, I'm in New Orleans. This is where I'm going to be, you know, but he just wanted you there for a season and moved you back to Mississippi, you know? And I just think that's important to always be listening because you never know, like, if that's where you need to be, like, for good. Mm, that's good. That's awesome. Well, this one, I know we have really ran over. We try to stick around, like, 30, 35 minutes. This one is pushing 50. This one but was we, good, though. I think it was really needed. I do, too. So hopefully y'all enjoyed this. Please give us feedback and let us know how you feel about this episode. Let us know, like, your testimony with moving, what you've been through. We want to hear from you. If you haven't joined us in the Pink Elephant Lounge, hey, sis, we have a seat right here waiting for you. So come and join and hang out with us because we go deeper into these combos and you're able to connect with other like-minded women as well. Follow us on the gram. You can follow us at The Pink Elephant Show at Dom Brown at Shanice and all our links will be in the description of this episode and thank y'all we really appreciate y'all for rocking with us so thank you thank y'all see y'all in the next episode bye